True Multifamily is an On Air Brands production and a proud member of the On Air Brands Network. Hey there, entrepreneurs. Eric Cabral here, founder of On Air Brands and host of the Entrepreneur Circle and Capital Hacking. I wanted to share something truly unique with you that we've created called Pod Max, which is an amazing opportunity to connect you with major podcasts to help you share your fascinating stories with their communities. This unique invitation-only event includes interviews with you on top-rated business podcasts all in one day. It also provides a unique networking opportunity with high-performance guests and thought leaders who are authors, coaches and consultants, investors, speakers, executives, you name it. These are the type of people that you need to be around. We also provide industry expert keynotes to hit our stage to share insights on podcasting, investing, marketing to help you take things to the next level. And the cool thing about Podmax is that it has a multimedia agency engine behind it with on-air brands to provide social media promotions before and after the event to share your brand new shows with your network. So hit the apply now button at podmax.co and I hope to see you at the next Podmax event. This is True Multifamily, the show where we dive in on what really happens after closing a multifamily property. We're going to expose the role of asset manager. That's a person who has a responsibility of seeing the vision, executing the plan, and managing people, budgets, and timelines, all to deliver returns for our investors. These are the real struggles, the real victories, and the real stories of asset management. Welcome back to another episode of True Multifamily. I am so honored to be here again with Mike Bonides for time number three. Mike, you are my first three-peat guest. I'm so excited to have you here. Third time's a charm. Glad to be back on <laughs> the show. Maybe this one will be good. We'll see. <laughs> uh, Mike, uh, the last two episodes, you dove in on some really, really great lessons learned and stories and uh, uh, things that people can take out of this Um Today, I want to talk about something a little more fun and upbeat and something that everyone wants to hear about, which is, of course, value add, um, because obviously everyone wants to add value to their properties and you are an expert in some creative value add strategies. Um, so please, let's jump right in. If you guys did not hear Mike's other episodes, go check those out. Uh, his bio is on our site, truemultifamily.show. You can get all his social media info and you can give him a call and have him manage your property. If you're in the South Jersey area um, or just call Mike and uh, chat on uh, or we have our Facebook page. And so Mike, Mike is committed to being up on our Facebook page, answering your questions and uh, being an active contributor. We are really, really appreciative of that. Mike, um, tell us, let's, let's go. You told me about two, two different unique creative value add strategies. Let's do this. Yeah, absolutely. So when I think I heard it on your show where people think of value add, they think about turning units. Yeah. That's not the only way. That's and right. I remember you sp talked about a contract you got yep. to generate value. Well, there's, there's even more ways you can be generating value and, and increasing the revenue, uh, on your doors on assets you already obtained, uh, that may, uh, require a little bit less headache and less effort than acquiring another asset okay. to, to get more money. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so there's two ways uh, that that we um, that I look at uh, additional units and how to generate revenue. Uh, the first is through electricity, and the second is through storage. And I think the electricity one is a little bit more interesting. So I'd like to dive into that one first. Yeah. So so electricity uh, for me, you know, maybe the tenants either pay electricity or the the ownership landlord pays utilities and uh, electricity. So how are you making money off of, you know, the tenant, the fact that the tenants need electricity? Yeah. So it, it, this, this is specific to 
states that do not have regulated electricity or state provided electric. Uh, A lot of states deregulated their electricity. So there are multiple providers uh, that supply electric, usually the cables that bring in the electric or the, uh, the ones uh, actually transporting the electric are, are state regulated, but the suppliers are different and homeowners or owners of properties or owners of the electric meters, uh, which would be your tenants that supply the electric can select different suppliers to provide that electricity. Now there's been a lot of private companies that have come on and they, they either wholesale electric, they buy it at a discount from one region, transport it to another, etc. cetera. Um, they'll wholesale electric and they want to get you into their network because the more users they have, the better rates they can get and the more profit, uh, they can generate. Uh, so there are a few, uh, companies like this, uh, in the Jersey area, uh, it's known as stream electric, uh, is the one that we work with where they offer, um, a, a, a pricing or, or profit, or, um, they offer programs to generate revenue for individuals that get, uh, electric accounts signed up with them. Um, and, uh, and for us, um, we have pretty much a landlord account with them where, uh, uh for every, uh, user that we get signed up with them, uh, uh we're going to be getting a percentage of the revenue that, uh, that electricity, uh, 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 creates, uh, for the electric supplier. Um, so just so I can be really clear, the, just the companies that usually offer these things are known as multi-level marketing uh, companies, but, and, and a lot of times you have to weed through a lot of the crap. Um, but there are a couple really good programs like this electric program, um, that, uh, uh, at its core is a really good way to generate value, uh, for you as a property manager or asset manager or someone who owns a multifamily property and to also save money, uh, for your tenants. Um, and so a little bit uh, to elaborate more uh, on the saving money for the tenants element. Um, the electricity that is offered by these companies generally are discounted versus the state provider. Uh, in South Jersey, we have Atlantic City Electric and Atlantic City Electric is about 9% more expensive than the electric provided by these private um, uh, companies. So when we're signing up a tenant, it's actually quite an easy uh, conversation with them because we're providing a value to them. Right. They might have, they pay for utilities, at least my assets, they, mm-hmm. they, they're paying for electric, right? So they want to minimize their expenses. Um, and, and just to be, again, be transparent. Um, if you haven't heard me before, I mainly manage C and D class neighborhoods. So these are tenants that don't have a lot of money. Mm-hmm. So if you can save them anything, they're happy. They're on board with that. Of course. So we offer this service um, uh, uh, to uh, the tenants to sign up for electric with us. And when they do that, they save about 9%. So maybe they save a couple dollars each month off their bill. Mm-hmm. We then get a percentage of revenue that is generated off the electric bill they get, which pretty much breaks out to be $13 a door. $13 uh, a door to you. Exactly. Right, so we've got... We've got and I love this because you're adding value on multiple different ways. You're adding value, obviously, to 
your bottom line, but you're also adding value to the tenants in the form of a discount. So let's say my power bill is normally $100 through AC Electric. Um, if I go with Stream Electric my as a tenant, uh, I'll probably be at around $90, $91, right? So that's that 9% savings there. And then on top of that, uh, Mike Bonides is getting, and your, your ownership group is getting $13 on that. Correct. That's amazing. So the tenant's saving saving money and you're making money. So that sounds like a win-win-win uh, for everybody. Uh, absolutely. And, and you got to think, I mean, that's $13 additional each door. If you're a property manager or if you have a lot of units, like one of your 48-unit buildings mm -hmm. or 200-unit buildings, that's not an insignificant amount of monthly right. change right. coming in. Um, for us, we utilize it to pay for our admin so our admin makes those calls uh, a couple hours each week uh, to sign people up or make sure everything's going up. She offers a concierge service. She'll enter in work orders or whatever, mm -hmm. and then she'll bring up these these plans uh, that we offer. And her salary is paid for by the people that wow. are signing up. So we get a free admin That's uh, uh, out of it, um, uh, which is great because then we can increase her hours or give her whatever, and 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 uh, then we have a little bit less financial stress mm -hmm. uh, on the business. Um, and and additionally, uh, it works well when you are a large volume provider for these services, because if you were to sign up with one of these electric companies um, independently, you probably don't have a lot of sway because you're just one customer in the sea of thousands right. of customers. Since we have a lot of accounts with us, we can go directly to higher up sources and solve any problems. Uh, so, you know, if you're having issues with electric, not only are you getting the value of saving money, uh, we're getting the value of increasing our, our uh, revenue, but we're also able to solve problems at a much quicker rate than dealing with Atlantic City Electric, which uh, if anybody's spent any time doing anything with Atlantic City Electric, uh, prepare to spend two or three hours on your phone. Oof. <laughs> so it's, it's, it's really really simple and it's it, it's um What's great about it is it, it, it it's it's providing value to the tenant mm -hmm. in terms of cost savings. It's not a you're not selling anything. It's not like an amenity that you're providing. Oh, we have fireplaces that you can have access. I don't know, three, you know, three hours of the week, or you can reserve tennis courts at the cost of whatever. Mm -hmm. This is saving money for the tenant, which allows them to pay your rent too. Absolutely right. That nine dollars now is is going to pay your rent, which is which is great. Um, that. I love that. Um, as you guys know, I love where we have win-wins where ownership and management can make more money. Tenants are saving money. It's providing a better um, value to the tenants. What can you tell me? Are there any downsides to this? Yeah. The, the downsides are um, if it's, it's a hard concept to explain sometimes to tenants because you're changing their electric provider and people can be, you know, um, suspicious yep. of changing utilities. So yep. that could be uh, potentially problematic. Well, and you said the word MLM and, and that got my antennas raised a little bit because obviously they've got a pretty, pretty rough reputation, uh, multi-level marketing programs, companies. So yeah, it, my first thought was, Ooh, uh, what, what, what's going on yeah, here? As soon as you say MLM, that, mm -hmm. that, that's usually a, a tough thing to overcome. And that's why we're, we're pretty upfront with our tenants. We say, look, this is the only thing that we're doing and we're only doing things. If it saves you, uh, uh, money, there's, there's no, I mean, there's no reason to give someone a higher electric bill just so we can make a revenue. Right. Um, uh, so that can be a little bit of a challenge, um, getting over that hurdle of, of this, this, this stigma that comes with some of those MLM companies, um, 
Uh, but uh, overall, I think it's 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 usually a net positive, um, and there's not, there's not really uh, many negatives uh, at, at all. Um, it, another area that has been cr- uh, very beneficial is, um, at least with the provider that we use, we can um, quote out commercial electric, which. Commercial electric is a little bit different than residential mm-hmm. electric because of the volume being used. Um, and there can be steep discounts. To put it in perspective, uh, I own a maintenance company that has a warehouse and the warehouse was running like $600 a month electric bills. Um, we were paying out the wazoo. Uh, we got our electric quoted um, with this company and they cut our bill in half. Yeah. All right. That's huge for commercial tenants. Right. Of course. So uh, those elements are... Uh, quite nice. Now, this is, it, it's, you do have to still execute this. So there's still contracts involved. There's still, and that can be a little bit of a hurdle as well. They have to sign and say, hey, we're committed to using this electric company for the next year. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they have to sign up for it for 12 months. I mean, there's, there's no evidence or buts about it. You know, there's that negative downside of, hey, if you wanted to switch two months later, uh, you know, you're in a you, contract. You're in a contract. Okay. Now, how many people are shopping around their electric uh, every three <laughs> yeah, months? No. Not too many. They want to set it and forget it. Exactly. So it's 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 highly beneficial, uh, especially if you have small commercial. Like we have we have strip malls that we manage and whatnot, and that's we see a lot of benefit with with those customers uh, because you're saving money on the electric, and you got to think about those. Uh, custom, uh, the, the actual, uh, land, the owners of those units, a lot of times those are gross modified. So in other words, uh, or gross modified or just gross, the commercial tenant does not pay for the electric. It's the landlord. It's like one of the few expenses they have, uh, as a commercial building. Um, so cutting that down increases the cap rate, uh, on the building. Yeah. Um, and you're, you're increasing equity because you're, your um, expenses are down. And yep. so that means your, your NOI is up and uh, uh, so you've created equity and you've saved yourself money. It's a great solution. I, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Um, and, uh, you know, what, what Mike is saying there, as most of our listeners know, um, properties are valued based on how much money they make. And so if we're making more money and meaning we're saving $300 off our electric bill means we're making more money. Now the entire asset is worth more. And that's a beautiful thing. Absolutely. Uh, Okay. I think we've covered the electric. You said you had another one you wanted to get into with storage. Storage. Yes. Now storage is, I think, uh, growing in popularity in general for self-storage and and, and whatnot. Um, And you start to see these creep on more apartment complexes where they have like the Amazon boxes or the courtesy boxes in some capacity. But, you know, small multifamily owners, don't forget, You've got, you've got potential to put storage as well. And we've done that with our own units. Uh, a lot of times, uh, small multifamilies are on larger sized lots um, in some capacity, uh, or they've just got more space because they are a bigger building. Um, your tenants that probably reside there need storage space, or if you're in a den- more densely populated area, multifamilies, I've noticed, tend to be in more urban areas or closer to the downtown center area Mm -hmm. where storage is at a premium and you can build storage on your land, have a contractor put their stuff there or have an outside uh, individual place their stuff there and charge for it. Um, uh, I've got a couple buildings that I own personally where we've built store uh, sheds, just put a padlock on it. Um, And and in fact, sometimes we just say tenant, whoever our tenant is, is responsible for locking mechanisms. Mm -hmm. Um, they might be anywhere between twelve hundred to twenty two hundred dollars installed, and then we make a hundred bucks a month on the storage, one hundred and fifty, seventy five, depending on what the area is. And and uh, it, you know we're just after the first twelve months, 
you're making money on on that storage you built in there. That is, uh, uh, you've paid off uh, the garage, and uh, uh, now you're uh, uh, you've increased your cash flow uh, on that unit. And and a hundred bucks doesn't sound like a much, but you got to think it's uh, very easy to build storage on your your property versus going out and buying another property that might bring you $300 a door. You can right. just increase, put a storage facility on there and increase your cash flow by $100. Yeah, right. no, absolutely. So uh, we'll take the lower ends of, of both of those ranges you just provided. So you're saying uh, potentially about $1,200 installed for a shed on a property you already own, you're already maintaining. Um, you can install a shed for 1200 bucks and we're going to be able to rent it out on the low end for $100 a month. Yep. So in one year, uh, I've got a tenant in there. I've paid back uh, my initial investment. I still have my shed. I still have my asset there. Um, but now I'm cash flowing, cash flow positive, and I'm making a hundred dollars a month. Um, and what are the maintenance costs on on holding onto a shed? There's, it's got to be really low, right? Oh, it's like next to nothing. Nothing, right? If the tenant is providing the the lock, um, these sheds, uh, you're getting. Pre, pre-built, I guess, or, or yeah, whatever, can, but pre, it, it depends on what area you're in, yeah. but yeah, pre-built, you know, it's, it's, yeah. it's so little maintenance right. to maintain a shed. It's incredible. Right. Um, so you're not accumulating a hundred dollars a month in costs, probably not even a hundred dollars a year in costs. And, um, now, now you've got all this extra cash flow to add value to your property. Absolutely. And you don't even have to do it just with sheds either. We've done it with some of our larger buildings that have basements, mm-hmm. um, uh, that have Bilco doors, which is storm doors if uh, mm-hmm. they're interchangeable. Um, we will fence off part of the basement and then put a lock on the basement uh, or, or the sections of the basement and then charge $50, a little storage container area uh, where people can put their stuff and go back in. And what's great if it's in one of those buildings that have Bilco doors or have a basement that has third party access elements mm-hmm. is that you can have a tenant for the storage that is unrelated to the tenants inside the building. Okay. So it doesn't have to be a tenant that's up upstairs in a unit. You can add uh, now that's as long as you have third party, you're not going through someone's basement to get in there or something. You're coming in from the outside. Yeah. You need to have a storm door or a right. basement door that is directly accessible from the outside. If you have it, have you have to go through, you know, a tenant's, uh, uh, unit, then the storage would have to be related to the tenants. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I've been looking at a property. I'm, I'm working on this owner for years. Eric and I actually are, have been working with it and it has a beautiful basement with an, an exterior. It's right in the downtown of a city and like bike storage and, and so many, uh, we're just, we have a vision of all the, the storage lockers we can put in there. And we know we could probably add a thousand dollars a month in, in extra revenue, probably maybe double that. And, um, so hopefully the seller will come around with us on, you know, it's an off market thing we're working on, but um, that's actually part of our plan because the, there's such good opportunity there and it's low cost, right? What's the maintenance cost to put in some, some lockers and some, some fences in the basement. There's nothing right. Yeah. Um, as long as you keep everything dry and you're flood proof and you're going to want your basement to be all that anyway, yep. then why not? Uh, absolutely. And I think in the same uh, strand as, as storage is parking. Mm. So parking, and, and this is going to be very regional uh, specific, mm. parking can be a huge premium, um, especially like, for instance, we've got Amazon warehouses all over in South Jersey yep. and they are overflowing. Um, if you've got a blacktop in the back of your uh, uh, multifamily unit and it's not being used for anything, why don't you approach one of the local businesses and say, hey, instead of putting your 
your uh, um, your vehicles um, on street parking or in some other area uh, will offer you parking spaces, dedicated parking spaces for your units uh, or for your vehicles, which is uh, we're seeing traction pick up. Um, uh, there's some areas in South Jersey right now that are being rented at insane numbers for their parking space because parking is so premium. Mm. Um, uh, if you, you know, again, I'm going to get really local uh, in Deptford. You can see about like 300 vehicles parked in one of the uh, abandoned uh, shopping mall areas that are all just Amazon warehouse uh, wow. vehicles. So you can do the same thing with multifamily. Now, maybe it's not Amazon. Maybe it's you've got a couple of, maybe you've got a, a contractor needs somewhere to store his vehicle. He doesn't want to have it on street parking, whatever it may be. Um, charge a hundred bucks uh, in the back to, to generate that as well. So you can, and this is also true for tenants uh, as well. Yes, maybe you have extra parking space that you can lease out to uh, third-party businesses. But if you are in a neighborhood that is traditionally um, street parking only, and you have st- space on your lot uh, to st- stick a couple cars, you can you can probably charge your tenants for that. Um, we see it in Woodland, New Jersey, and a few others um, where you can st- charge maybe $50 a month or $25 a month month to have uh, a parking space. And that also makes your place more desirable because they no longer have to worry about the stress of parking when they come back from a day's work. And you're building that into your lease. Yeah, we build that into our lease. That's excellent. I love it. Well, uh, Mike, we got uh, electric, we've got, uh, we've got storage and we've got parking, all three really great ideas to, to take an asset that you already have and add a little, juice it up a little bit, add a little more revenue, decrease some expenses. Um, it's really, really valuable and something that we should all be thinking about as we're owning and managing our, our assets, our multifamily assets. Um, Mike, time number three, uh, just as good as time number one and two, I'll say. Uh, loved having you here. Um, if you guys want to chat with Mike, find him on, on the Facebook page. He's up there commenting, uh, chatting with everyone. And um, his full bio is up on our website, truemultifamily.show. And if you need a manager in South Jersey, check out Terra Vestra Property Solutions and uh, he'll, he'll take care of you guys. Thanks, Justin. Yeah, thanks for coming. Thanks for listening to another episode. Check out our website at truemultifamily.show. And if you have an amazing story to tell, share it on our Facebook community and you might just be the next guest on the show. We're also on all other social networks. Just search True Multifamily. I'm really, really proud to have the show produced by our company, On Air Brands. Check us out at onairbrands.com. We also have an incredible, unique podcasting event that we would love for you to be a part of. Check that out at podmax.co. 